You're clocked out. We're locked in. You're listening to Crunch Time with Miguez and Mesh here on The Game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. What's going on, everybody? It's a victory Monday. Welcome to Crunch Time with Miguez and Mesh right here on The Game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles. It's Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. It's your man Matt Miguez here, producer extraordinaire, and the guy with the best hair. I'll give it to him. He has better hair than me. Mr. James Mesh. James, good afternoon, bud. How was your weekend? It was pretty good. Uh, we, we did see each other. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Yeah, you, you, you came partying up with us at the at the I Do Barbecue. Exactly. That, that, was, that was definitely a fun time. I enjoyed it. Thank you for inviting me. Well, I mean, how, how could I not have the producer extraordinaire? How could you not have the co-host with the most? Absolutely. The other producer extraordinaire decided that it would be more fun for her to stay home. Have a night in. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. That, that, was, that was her fiancé. Five names. Anyways. That and, was, then, and, then, and then Ray is taking his daughter to ballet. Yeah, I'll give Ray a pass. I'll give Ray a pass. I'll give Ray a pass on that one. That's that's not a big deal, but no, man, we had a good time. Um, big show today. Wilson Alexander joins us to talk LSU baseball and basketball. And as always, we're taking your phone calls, 337-706-0111. We want to get your thoughts on the fact that it is National 328 Day. Um, if you live under a rock, it is the celebration of the Falcons blowing a 28-3 to lead in the Super Bowl. Because why would you not celebrate that in South Louisiana? Because the Falcons suck. It is also day after Will Smith pimp slaps Chris Rock on on live television. Was it real? Was it staged? Personally, if if you go watch the uncensored version, I think it was real. Uh, Will, Will Smith sounded very, very angry as he returned to his seat. We could also talk about our poll question. In the world, are there more wheels or doors? Me personally, I say doors. James Mesh? I got to go wheels. Really? Yeah. Why? Why? How? I got a question. How many wheels are on your chair? I think it's five. Five or six? Yeah. Okay. How many, how many doors do we have like in, our, like in, in this whole building? Because there's at least two chairs in each one of these. So there's five wheels in each chair, and you only have a door or two per studio. Well, but you also got to think. Because you, 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 you pretty much even it out. If anything, it slightly goes to in terms of wheels for cars. Because generally, cars have four doors, but there are some of those, like some Jeeps, they have, literally have no doors. But dude, think about like office buildings. Okay. Think about how many doors are in an office building. Think how many wheels are on each chair in those office buildings. Not to mention you talk That's about. Fair. That's fair. Not to mention you talk about kitchen cabinet doors, but you have little wheels to connect them for them to move easily. I don't know if you would call that wheels. Uh, what would you call them? They're more like hinges. They're the, not really. The little, the little rolling wheel-shaped thing that you use to open and close 
what cabinets do you have that have wheels on them? My cabinets? Strange. Strange little man. I've never... Not... not Actually, Ray just texted. Not to mention all the bikes. Alright, Ray, you're supposed to be on my side. First off. <laughs> um, and... I shouldn't have Googled this. I shouldn't have Googled this. Are there more wheels or doors? As experts on all car things, on all things car related, we know a thing or two about wheels. And we're here to prove that, yes, there are more wheels than doors in the world. Well, well there goes the question. That's a load of crap. <laughs> there are more doors. I'm, I'm standing by it. That's I'm standing. Every, everybody makes the argument, well, what about 18 wheelers? I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> there okay. are more doors in the world because you got to think cabinet doors. You got to think doors to a car. There's the same amount, if not more, wheels as opposed to the doors on the car, but okay. Elevators or doors. There's just... I don't okay. know. You're you're losing me, Matt. I'll be honest. James James is getting fed up over there. You're, James is getting fed up. You're getting less and less convincing with with each passing moment. How? How am I already, getting less cause, convincing? Because you're talking about the doors on the car, but I just said that the wheels themselves nullify the car the car doors, if not more. Because, like I said, some some vehicles only have two doors. Some have none because people take the doors off their jeeps. And then you talk about semis and 18 wheelers where it's eight nine times as many wheels as there are doors okay well, what about like in a restaurant where's there a wheel in a restaurant nowhere think about how many doors are in a restaurant from cabinets to like i said the the little wheels on the cabinet doors oh my jesus oh and my. there's and there's and there's probably like four of those on each cabinet door all right, change the subject because we're never going to reach a resolution here. It's, it's okay to be wrong. It's okay. <sighs> it's 328 day. So in honor of the Falcons losing in the Super Bowl 28-3, to James, as a Saints fan, what is your favorite Falcons choking memory other than the Super the Bowl? The Super Bowl? Well, initially you had me thinking like just favorite falcons blunder and or that that, that i can all i can always go back to that 2013 week one game where kenny vaccaro as a rookie tips the ball up in the air just over tony gonzalez and roman harper picks it in the end zone to seal the game that's always a really good one to me you know what mine is what's that thinking that they had deshaun watson in the bag and he ends up going <laughs> to cleveland he ends up going to cleveland like, I, I still, obviously money talks, right? But of all the places in the league that that man could have gone that had tons better rosters, Cleveland? As always, here on Crunch Time with Miguez and Mesh, taking your phone calls, 706-0111. If you want to talk Falcons, chime in on our poll question. We Whatever had a, it may be. We had we had DJ, he just called. He said, Don't forget when it comes to, you know, the making making trash cans mobile. They got five or six wheels on all those on your trash cans. 
and all and the wheels on an airplane when airplanes only have two doors. I really don't like the amount of people that are proving me wrong. <laughs> like I said, it's okay to be wrong. Just admit it. I don't like this. <laughs> I don't like this at all. Once again, on today's show, we're going to talk a lot of LSU, a lot of UL, a lot of McNeese. We'll talk some March Madness as well. And we'll mention the U.S. men's national team for soccer. They're at the half-yard line of clinching a spot in the World Cup. Uh, and they can get it done just as easily with a win on Wednesday over Costa Rica after last night's 5-1 to victory over Panama. The Cajuns in baseball getting two out of three against a top 30 team. LSU taking two out of three against a top 10 team and doing so in rather dramatic fashion. Uh, absolutely dominating Florida in the last two games, 27-6. to six. We'll dive into all that. McNeese baseball, Lance Berkman getting the better of them, two out of three in Lake Charles. And McNeese softball, 3-0 on the weekend. That's impressive. Once again, taking your phone call, 706-0111, and you can watch the simulcast on Stadium 32.3 and Channel 133 if you have LUS Fiber. The Pelicans also getting a massive win last night, 116-108. Brandon Ingram, 26 points, 5 assists, 7 rebounds. Herb Jones gets 16 and 6, 6 steals for Herb. Valanchunas, 19 and 12, another dominating performance from the big man, CJ McCollum, 18, 6 and 4. But the storyline, James, Trey Murphy off the bench, 21 points, including four three pointers, getting four boards as well. His plus minus last night, you ready for this? Plus 21. It's crucial to get a guy like this going down the stretch. And then also, here's the other thing that baffles me. At one point, the Pelicans were down by 23. And the Lakers shot the ball well, 52.5% from the field, 40% from deep. But in the second half, the Pelicans outscored the Lakers 67 to 39. Just a crucial win for the Pels here late in the year. Got about 10 games to go before the before the play-in tournament. And as it stands right now, the Lakers might end up on the outside looking in. How great would that be for Pelicans fans? LeBron James sitting at home. Does he return to L.A. next year? Anthony Davis sitting at home, too. Oh, wait, he's already doing that. That Lakers, that Anthony Davis trade to the Lakers three years later looks better and better every single day. Again, Twitter poll question. Apparently, I'm wrong. Everybody thinks I'm wrong. Are there more wheels or doors in the world? So far, four votes, and everybody has said wheels. And then Ton comes in. For the record, most restaurants have carts. 
y'all are going to get me fired up on this Monday. Let's go to the game hotline. Frank joins the show. Frank, what's going on, man? How's your Monday? Monday sucks. Uh, don't ever ask me how Monday is. Monday just flat out sucks. Uh, but look right. here. I'm behind you on this 100%. I've been doing cabinets since uh, Moses walked the earth. Uh, nobody uses the hinges that uh, your boy was talking about. Everybody uses a concealed European hinge, which is spring-loaded. It has nothing to do with wheels. And in most businesses, all hinges are concealed. So that's a spring. That's not a wheel. So I'm going to go with doors with you on this. Thank uh, you. If you work, if you do what I do, man, there ain't no such thing as, as sitting down in a chair with wheels. Thank you. I like the old-fashioned wooden chairs with, with four legs and no wheels. Well, well, we don't even use those. It's constantly moving, and you got to get the job done. Oh, this man don't even sit down. Look at him. Heck though. no. I eat, on, I'm, I eat while I'm walking, bro. Man, that, that's, that's what I strive to be one day, but instead I, I got in radio. I, 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 sit, I, I sit down all the time. I wanted to grow up to be a superhero, but somebody beat me to it, so... That's fantastic. But I, like I said, I'm, I'm behind you on this one. I, I think it's doors, bro. Thank you, Frank. I appreciate you. All right, boys. Y'all have a good day. You too, man. We'll take a timeout. Oh, we got another caller on the hotline. Are we talking more wheels or doors? Are, are we talking Oscars? Are we talking Falcons? Ron joins the show. Ron, what's going on, man? How's your Monday? My Monday is pretty good. I'm I'm out here watching uh, a particular baseball team practice. Uh, beautiful day, so it's it's a good Monday. Thanks for taking my call. No, absolutely, man. What you got? I have to go with wheels on the poll question. I mean, uh, you have four uh, five office uh, wheels versus doors. Or, uh, uh, it has to be just guessing. Let's say it's three to one. Let's say it's three to two. So I would think more wheels, if anything, you know. I mean, I, I get where you're coming from, but I just I I don't know. I'm I'm I might be I might be wrong, but I'm sticking with doors. I am. Okay, I can respect that. And, and I got one one further comment. As far as Anthony Davis, I thought the guy was making a bad decision when he left New Orleans. To be honest with you, I'm not talking in hindsight, but I I always thought he made a bad decision when he left New Orleans because he could, really could have built something over there, you know, and. uh and he actually put a black eye on the organization as far as how he handled his injuries, and now we find out that he was a problem. So Man. he he does some damage before he left over there, and uh, kind of made us look bad a little bit. But I'm I'm glad he's gone. We we should have a bright future. At the end of the TV broadcast last night, I think it was Joel Myers. He uh, they the camera panned over to Anthony Davis sitting on the Lakers bench, and and he said, like Anthony Davis used to say, "That's all, folks." Yeah, I, yeah, I did hear that. Uh, but uh, when he left, I was like, is, "Is he looking at the situation, or is he is LeBron James in his ear?" Because the situation at the time, I thought was actually better than what the Lakers had. Yep. And um, and I, I could see that sitting in my, in my house, and it's like, well, he didn't see that, but uh, uh, the heck with him. You know, right. uh, I think our future is good, and we're moving forward. I think he's a clone. Be honest with you. <laughs> Absolutely, I agree one hundred percent. Appreciate the call, Ron. We'll take timeout number one right here, 
And when we come back, we'll talk some McNeese. Baseball winning one out of three. Softball taking the sweep of Texas A&M Corpus Christi down in South Texas. We'll do it all right here on Crunch Time with Miguez and Mesh. You're listening to The Game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Got something to say to Miguez and Mesh? Hell yeah! It's easy. Just call the hotline by dialing 337-706-0111. Now, back to more Crunch Time with Miguez and Mesh here on The Game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Do you want to see some of the most elite dunkers and exceptional ball handlers on the planet? The world-famous Harlem Globetrotters are returning to the Cajun Dome on Tuesday, April 5th, and you can see them live. The game, 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles is giving away a four-pack of tickets for the family-friendly show. How do you win exactly? Simple. Just text TROTTER to 68683 to win tickets to see the Harlem Globetrotters. Once again, text TROTTER, that's T-R-O-T-T-E-R, to 68683 to win a family four-pack of tickets to see the Harlem Globetrotters live at the Cajun Dome, courtesy of Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. This might be a hot take. I think the Generals are going to win that game. I think they will. It's only happened like once in history. And uh, I-, I think it'll happen in Lafayette. Welcome back to Crunch Time with me as a mesh right here on the game. The phone lines have been going off the hook with this poll question. Let's go back to the phone line. Ryan joins the show. What's up, Ryan? What's up, man? Yeah, uh, getting to the poll question. I'd say it's doors, man. I do construction work. Thank but, you. I mean, you got doors on everything. You got doors on on breaker boxes, you got door. You can consider your trunk and your hood a door to get mm-hmm. in and out of things. I mean, you got a door on your mailbox. You got doors mm-hmm. everywhere. What about half of these countries that people don't drive vehicles, but they mm-hmm. have doors? Mm-hmm. I mean, you have doors everywhere. You have to have doors. That's why we got to lock people out. Uh, we got to we got to lock yeah. people out. This man said. Yeah, I mean, you got to keep things safe. There's doors on everything. They're safe. Y'all look at it, they're looking at it from one point of view, like from from an American point of view. But look at look how many third world countries, third world countries that I mean, a car is a very, a very, very uh, how you say? It's not a necessity. It's a it, it, very blessed to have a vehicle in some of these countries. So cars. Yeah. I mean, half of them probably never owned a wheel in their life. Right, but, you know, every house has a door on it. Yeah, right. So, uh, And then, my, I guess my favorite Atlanta plunder would have to be Rebirth, man. I mean, they come out, they they stop Vic on the oh, first yeah. two plays, and then they do the, the field, I mean, the block punt for a touchdown, and the, the whole state erupts. I mean, but I'm, I'm going to hang up now and listen to y'all. Appreciate the call, Ryan. I, I didn't. I never even thought about rebirth. What a moment! Steve Gleason blocking that punt. Uh, that that completely that one play resurrected that entire franchise. I remember I actually saw Steve Gleason like up close and personal because whenever I had went to the Saints Carolina Panthers game in 2019. We had got tickets from people that were season ticket holders. And when you're a season ticket holder, you are always entered into the, I guess, drawing, I guess you could say, 
for who's going to be on the field to do those like flag unfurls where mm-hmm. the player intro and you're holding the American flag or you're holding the flags that like say Saints while the players are coming out for the intros. And while we were waiting in the tunnel before they had us go out, I remember seeing Steve Gleason and in, in his uh, wheelchair like passing by like five feet away from me, and I was like, "Wait a minute, that that's Steve." So that that was that was a pretty cool moment to see him like really close and personal. It, it's insane how long that man's lived. It's absolutely unreal. I mean, the average life expectancy for someone with ALS is two to five years. And he's had this since 2007. Yeah. Yeah. 15 years. Absolutely nuts. You know, you, you talked about that, Steve. This is totally unrelated, but talking about meeting like a famous person walking right past you. So I went on this vacation in California. I was in the midst of two famous people. Okay. One, I was at an L.A. Dodgers game, and to get to the seats that we had, you had to walk through the hallway of suites. And this one of the suite doors opens, and these four guys come out dressed in, like, these crazy colorful outfits, you know, whatever. And so we walk past them, you know, say, excuse me, how you doing, blah, 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 whatever. We go to our seats. Game's getting ready to start. Those four guys walk out onto the field. And I look at my dad and I said, hey, those are the guys that we ran into in the hallway. And then you hear the public address announcer go, and now to sing the national anthem, you know, five-time Grammy Award winner, REO Speedwagon. Oh. Walked right past REO Speedwagon. And then the next day we go up to the Redwood Forest. I walked right past Usher. Oh, you walked right past Usher. Nice. Right past Usher. Okay. And I didn't have the balls to talk to him. <laughs> I was in the midst of Usher, and I didn't talk to him. One of the biggest regrets of my entire life. <laughs> please, let me go back. I want to do right, that over. Right. Let my 14-year-old self do that over again, please. When when, when were those? When did, when did those happen? Um. So it was the same trip. I was four. So that was what, 2013, 2012? 20, 2012, because you're... Yeah. Yeah. 2012, 2013, something like that. Um, yeah, it was my it was the summer between my sophomore and junior year of high school. I remember I was... I can't think... Of, I don't think I've really met anyone else that's famous. But in, in terms of Lafayette famous, I remember for like a career day for middle school i chose to do like sports broadcasting so Mm -hmm. uh we got connections with jay walker and i was in the booth for the cajuns baseball game no way in 2013 the jay bird yeah god i love jay Uh, i've been meaning to like see him in person and ask him if he still remembers because i I remember that game It, it, it was 17 innings jesus yeah Say say a little longer than expected. Yeah, that's that's nearly two baseball games. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, speaking of Jay, he'll be on the show Thursday to recap Southeastern and UNO, and then preview this weekend's series with Georgia Southern. I think we're going to make Jay Walker a, a weekly Thursday guest here on Crunch Time with Miguez and Mesh. So that gives you guys something to look forward to. Poll question real quick. So far, there are nine votes, and it's five to four in favor of wheels. 
James gives a fist pump. I frown. Because there's more doors. Again, I'm sorry that you live in, you know, a, a, a house with outdated technology, James. Cabinets don't have wheels anymore. They just don't. It's hinges. There's more doors. And I will die alone on that hill if I have to. But it's the truth. We'll take a time out. When we come back, Wilson Alexander of the Advocate in Baton Rouge joins us to talk some Tigers baseball. We'll get his opinion on Xavier Pinson and Brandon Murray transferring out of the program. This is the game 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. It's Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Had a rough day at work? Got lady problems? Not to worry, because you have two wingmen right here. You can be my wingman anytime. Now back to more Crunch Time with Miguez and Mesh. Here on the game, 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. The game, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station, wants to give you a chance to score the ultimate crawfish boil. Brought to you by J&J Exterminating, Kramer Equipment, and Cody's Crawfish. You can win two sacks of live crawfish. A pot and a burner, an ice chest, a tumbler, chairs, a $500 Visa gift card, and tickets to an Astros game. So sign up today for the game. Rewards Club at 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com so you can score the ultimate crawfish boil from J&J Exterminating, Kramer Equipment, and Cody's Crawfish. And the game, 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Welcome back to Crunch Time with me, guys, and Mesh. I had some crawfish last night, and boy, oh boy, were they good. I sent it to our to our 1037 the game group chat between me five names mesh and and RP3 and uh Ray got a little mad at me. But that's fine. That's fine. Let's talk some LSU baseball now. Wilson Alexander of the day, of the Advocate in Baton Rouge joins me. Wilson, good afternoon, man. How's your Monday? It's been all right. How's yours so far? Oh, man, it's living the dream. I got to host an extra hour of radio today, so it, it's not too bad. Um, let, let's start with Tigers baseball taking two out of three in Gainesville this weekend. Friday did not go the way that Jay Johnson probably wanted it to, falling 7-2 to two to the Gators. Blake Money was back in his Friday start. He went five innings, seven hits, six runs, two walks, three Ks. But, you know, he still didn't seem like the dominant Blake money that we had seen from the beginning of the season. Do you think the injury is still bothering him a little bit? Um, it's hard. I'm, I'm not sure that if it is or if it isn't um, with the injury, but obviously that kind of knocked him off of his maybe typical routine. Um, but at the same time, you know, it's hard to go on the road and, and, and pitch against Florida. They've got a, a pretty solid lineup there. Um, Jay Johnson said today that, um, you know, he still saw some good things from Blake, even though the line didn't really uh, reflect the way that he pitched. Um, so there's no real cause for concern out of LSU on Blake Money at this point. Um, but it's certainly something to maybe keep an eye on. Uh, yeah, because he hasn't quite been the same since that wrist injury. Um, but so he's going to need to kind of get back on track uh, heading into the weekend here. Um, but LSU at this point isn't uh, showing any signs of concern uh, over him yet. Florida getting home runs in the first, fourth, and fifth proved to be a difference because going into the sixth inning, uh, 
or to, into the seventh inning, it was a seven nothing lead for Florida and uh, LSU getting a run in the eighth and then a home run from Travinsky in the ninth to make it seven to two. But Wilson, Saturday and Sunday, it almost seems like a light switch flipped for the Tigers, sixteen to four on Saturday and eleven to two on Sunday. You know what? What seemed different for you uh, between the team that you saw Friday and then the team that you saw Saturday and Sunday? There's just a different energy uh, coming out of the dugout. Um, LSU sort of on the road. Obviously, you have to create that for yourself. And LSU, after not doing that at all on Friday, and really sort of getting uh, easily defeated mentally uh, in that game, um, picked itself back up. There were some conversations, the contents of which we don't, which we don't fully know. Um, you know, between Jay Johnson and his team after that game Friday, uh, heading into the game on Saturday, um, that seemed to get them to lock back in. And, and the players, um, you know, sort of, you know, sort of stood back up at attention and, and realized, like, you know, we, we've got a good team. And, and they were clapping a lot and just um, sort of not letting Florida take any sort of home field advantage that they might have had otherwise. And, and it helped that the bats were there to back it up. Um, but after every sort of one of those plays, um, they were responsive to it, and, and Blake jumped out of the dugout at one point, and um, they were. They were. That was probably the biggest difference. And though it wasn't necessarily the exact thing that led to the win, because you know you can be energetic to lose, um, it was a big shift, and and just sort of the way that they were approaching things from a mental standpoint. Wilson Alexander of the Advocate joins us. You know, let's talk about Braden Jobert for a second. He's been tearing the cover off the baseball. You know the last couple of games you have you've had your big three all season and Jacob Barry, Dylan Cruz, and Kay Doty. But how important is it to get another guy like Braden Jobert? I mean, he's already he's already up to seven home runs. He's tied for the team lead in RBIs with twenty nine. How crucial is it to get that guy rolling and add him into the mix? Oh, it's it's a big piece of this lineup because you got you know you at the very top there with. Dodie, Morgan, Cruz, and Barry, you've got four that uh, you feel good about every single night. Um, but the lineup needs depth. And for LSU's lineup to reach its full potential, it needs Braden Jobert uh, to continue to hit like this. He'd gotten through a little bit of a rut um, whenever you, you know, listen to the – it just it just seemed like he was due at some point uh, to kind of get back on track. He made some subtle adjustments uh, mechanically uh, between the game last uh, Wednesday against Louisiana Tech and the Florida series. Uh, kind of getting his foot down quicker, not being quite so long through the baseball, shorten up his swing a little bit, and and it made a big difference. Uh, kind of getting back to the way he did started the year um, with all those home runs um, and providing you know just a really powerful left-handed bat um, just a little bit further down in the order just continues to add another threat in this lineup. Um, LSU, you know, coming to the year it was the whole talk of this team was that you can't relax at any point in this lineup, and when you have um, you know, that hasn't always been the case through the early part of the season, which happens. Um, but in order for them to kind of get back to that and actually live up to that, you needed Braden to, to um, get back to the player that he showed he could be at the beginning of the year, and he was able to do that. What have you heard from Jay Johnson on the injury front? What's the health status of this team? Yeah, Alex Malazzo is still kind of working his way back, but they he traveled um, to Florida in order for him to continue to get treatment. He's getting closer. Um, I don't remember if Jay had a specific time. He didn't say that Jay had a specific timetable on Alex, um, but that he is getting closer to being able to catch again, um, which would obviously help because of what he brings defensively. Um, and that, that's kind of the main uh, update. 
because um, other than um, most of their their primary guys are, are are healthy right now. Wilson Alexander, the advocate, is our guest. Has has Jay Johnson announced his his pitchers for this week? What's the plan for for tomorrow night's game against Monroe? Yeah, he he, he didn't say who's going to start um, when we talked to him earlier today. Um, it uh, you know, it was still something that Jason Kelly, the pitching coach, is working through. Um, it's not super relevant exactly tomorrow who starts um, because they were able to use so uh, few guys over the weekend. Um, they are as available as you possibly really could be for a midweek game. And so the more important piece is really just sort of figuring out, okay, who is divvying up all those innings. You're going to see a lot of guys coming out tomorrow. Um, someone like uh, Devin Fontenot uh, you know, could even be available. Eric Raisman could be available. Uh, Riley Cooper could all be available. Um, they have a lot, a lot of these guys didn't pitch over the weekend, and so they'd like to get them some time, and it'll be interesting to see exactly how they divide that up. The next three weekend series for the Tigers is Auburn, Mississippi State, and then Arkansas leading into Easter. That's a rough stretch for for a team that, that's kind of gone through some peaks and valleys to open up Sunbelt I mean to open up SEC play, excuse me. How how can Jay Johnson, you know, keep this team motivated and keep the momentum at a high level? to turn some of those big weekend series into positive results? It's just a matter of consistency. Uh, this team has some good pieces, um, and he's, he, he noticed a shift this weekend in things. And, you know, he said that when you have a new team, new coaching staff, it's going to take a minute to kind of settle in and, and for everybody to kind of get on the same page. And we saw that through the – although they had a really hot start to the year, even when he said well, they were 14-3, and three, there was a lot of things that needed to improve. And they began to sort of make that happen this weekend. And now the key part is just continuing to be consistent um, defensively, throwing strikes, uh, offensively, uh, you know, everything. They've shown it in bits and flashes and then in stretches where it hasn't been there at all. And now it's like, okay, they saw what this team could do the last two days. Um, it's a matter of putting all together every single day, which is the uh, you know, hardest part of baseball. Yeah, no, no, no doubt about it, Wilson. I've got two more questions for you, one basketball, one football. From a basketball standpoint, you know, Tari Eason declares for the draft. Xavier Pinson and Brandon Murray both transfer out of the program. How do you do you think that Matt McMahon will be able to get Pinson and Murray to return to the program? And if not, you know, where do you where do you go to fill those voids? Well, if you can't get them back, you go exactly where they went, and that's the transfer portal. Um that's uh, really going to be a key for every single athletic program in the country um, year in and year out is being able to navigate the transfer portal. Um, it was already expected that LSU was going to lose a chunk of this roster with the looming NCAA sanctions, whatever those end up actually being. Um, but, you know, sort of bracing for those to be uh, significant. Um, they were going to have to retool this roster. The guys would probably want to go elsewhere to be able to compete in the postseason. Um so, but in order to do that, he'll probably go back to the transfer world himself. But he's also got some spots open in the signing class that he'll be able to toy with with whoever is possibly left out there um, after you know, losing Johan Traore and a couple others. Um, so we'll see what he does. He's got a, a difficult road ahead of him. What can you tell us from football practices? I, n- I know spring is, is just getting underway in Baton Rouge, but what have you guys seen so far out of, out of Brian Kelly and his staff? It's just... Um, it, 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 it's interesting. Like what you're looking at the field, it almost looks chaotic because they're running to everything and, and after everything. But 
it's controlled in, in that chaos. It's, um, you know, the guys, they want their, um, uh, everybody, they don't want anybody like resting because practices are a little bit shorter than they might have been at the end of the Orgeron era, only about 90 minutes so far each of these spring practices. And uh, Brian Kelly said that's how it's kind of kind of be. He's like, yeah, I don't think I need you need to go two to three hours if you can be really efficient in those 90 minutes. You don't need to stay out there forever. But LSU is going fast between everything. And there's a lot of it seems to be really well organized. Brian Kelly himself writes out all the practice plans. And it's been interesting watching him just because it's different from what how Ed Orgeron coached. You know, he, as a former defensive line coach, um, was with those defensive linemen up close and sort of getting his hand in the dirt with them and just coaching them. Well, Brian walks around and looks at almost every position. He spends about 70% of his time with the offense, 30% with the defense, and um, is taking notes on everything and making sure that the equipment managers have everything they need and that the athletic training staff has everything they need and checking the GPS numbers in a tent and they'll practice. Um, it's just a different structure to everything um, and a little bit more uh, organized, perhaps. Wilson Alexander from The Advocate has been our guest. Wilson, I appreciate you taking the time, man, and uh, hopefully there's a good week of LSU athletics this week. Thanks for having me. Y'all have a great rest of your day. Wilson Alexander of The Advocate. We'll take one more time out here in hour number one. When we come back, we've got plenty of Cajuns to talk about. Baseball taking two out of three. Softball winning all three. Tennis still keeping up their dominance. Don't go anywhere. This is the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. It's Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. From the Louisiana Raging Cajuns to the latest with the New Orleans Saints and Pelicans. Miguez and Mesh cover it all. I'm not worried. Uh, I think it's something that I can get under control. Now back to more Crunch Time with Miguez and Mesh here on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Keep your bracket going strong. We're almost toward the end. Right now, FanDuel Sportsbook is giving new customers $150 instant bonus guaranteed. That's right, you'll get $150 in bonus site credit, and all you have to do is place your first bet of $5 or more, and how you bet is completely up to you. You can choose between the money line, the totals, the prop bets, and so much more. I'm riding with Kansas and Duke to make it to the championship game. So knocking off North Carolina and Villanova. Join FanDuel today with promo code KLWB. Then you can place your bet of $5 to score $150 in bonus site credit guaranteed. That's promo code KLWB on the FanDuel Sportsbook app. You must be 21 or older and present in Louisiana and permitted parishes only. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable site credit that expires in 14 days after the receipt. Restrictions do apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. And if you or someone you know has a gambling problem and would like some help, call 1-877-770-STOP. Welcome back to Crunch Time with me, guys. A mesh right here on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. James, I've got an interesting statistic for you. I'm looking at baseball attendance numbers in college baseball. Okay. Now, LSU is number one. So far to their 17 home games this season. That seems like a lot. I don't think that's accurate. But anyways, 174,442 people have walked into Alex Box. For an average attendance of 10,261. In the top 10, there are seven SEC programs. Where do you think Louisiana, the Raging Cajuns, rank? 
eighth. Well, that'd be nice. <laughs> it's 14. 14? Okay. That's 14. not bad. So far, 58,184 people have walked into the Tegu this year for an average attendance of 4,156. Sounds about right, considering the whole all three games this last weekend, they averaged out to just over 4,000. No. You were at the game Sunday. How was it? It was pretty good. That was, that was actually a, a, a good game to watch. Uh, I got to see the coach get thrown out for yeah. for South Alabama. Calvi, Calvi went on a rampage. Oh, my goodness. I, saw, then, I saw the video of it. Oh, yeah. Yelled at, yelled at the ump and then threw his hat threw his hat at him and then threw his hat into the dugout. Yeah. That was, that was fun to watch for sure. You know, I was at the, I worked the game Friday night and there was a point where so there was a there was a a pitch where it was inside and the batter went to swing, checked the swing. Everybody thought that he went around, even the guys in the press box thought that he had gone around. They call it a ball. And then about 15 seconds go by and the umpire points to first base. Tells him that he can go to first. And so we're like, "Wait, wait a second. What's he what's he calling?" Turns out and then and then he does the, you know, patting the arm thing. Yeah, like he got hit. So they were saying that the ball hit him. Oh man. I thought Matt Deggs was going to pop a top, dude. That was... And, you know, from the press box angle, it's kind of hard to see. But from what I could tell, it didn't look like it hit him. Like, not even close. So... And and then you know it goes back to the South Alabama UL rivalry, right? There there are videos from the 1990s where Papo Ramos, who by the way got married at home plate at the Teak. Uh, um, okay. Papo Ramos gets hit with a ball, and instead of you know taking his walk over to first base, throws his bat and charges the pitcher. And there's just an all-out brawl on the pitcher's mound. I mean, this series, this rivalry has always been heated. So I'm not surprised that a coach got thrown out of, of this one. We'll have audio from Matt Deggs, Max Marshak, Will Veyon, the freshman hero Kyle DeBarge hitting that walk-off Friday night in the 11th inning. We'll have that in hour number two, as well as some McNeese audio and some Cajuns softball audio. Kendra Lamb throwing a perfect game on Saturday in their 10-0 five-inning run rule of UTA. A quick update on the Astros in spring training their season gets underway. What is it? April seventh is is the first day of games. I want to say it's April seventh. Uh, currently, the Astros are in the bottom of the eighth, leading the Cardinals two to one. They play the Nationals tomorrow, and the Mets on Wednesday, and then their first 
regular season game, I was correct. April 7th, they open up with a four-game series in L.A. Their first nine games are on the road. They don't they don't go to the juice box till the 18th of April. Very excited to have MLB baseball back. Just a, another topic to to talk with our lovely listeners and the producer extraordinaire James Mesh about. Hour number one is in the books, but if you listen to the back half of the Jordy Holtberg show, it's really hour number two. Here in the second hour of Crunch Time with me guys and Mesh, we'll dive deep into Cajuns baseball and softball as well as McNeese and the Lake Charles Championship. This is the game, 103.7 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. You're clocked out. We're locked in. You're listening to Crunch Time with Miguez and Mesh here on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Hour number two of Crunch Time with Miguez and Mesh right here on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Matt Miguez here. James Mesh sitting across from me. We'll talk some Raging Cajuns baseball and softball big weekend for both of them. We'll talk some McNeese as well. But our poll question. It's got James fired up. Are there more wheels or doors in the world? So far, 50% say wheels, 50% say doors. James, have I have I convinced you to to move your position at all? No, I haven't close. Fair enough. Fair enough. Again, you, I I might die alone on this hill, but there are more doors. Oh no, you've had a few callers yourself. This is, agree with you. There are more. They're doors on your. They're they're on your side. Than wheels. You are you are definitely not by yourself. You keep trying to paint that narrative. <laughs> I feel by myself, James. Yeah. The the votes are even. <laughs> I feel, How are you by yourself? I feel alone. Oh my god! All right. Um, also, we want to get your take on this. Will Smith, Chris Rock. Was it real? Was it staged? Would you have stayed as calm as Chris Rock did? I know I wouldn't have. Um. There's just certain things in the world that. Even lightheartedly, you don't joke about. And one thing is you do not make a joke about my family or my wife. And that's exactly what Will Smith did last night. I mean, that's exactly what Chris Rock did last night. And Will Smith made him pay for it. I saw the the picture uh, of Chris Rock's skin moving. That slab looked like it hurt. And he just kept on rolling with the teleprompter. Man, oh man. It's also 328 day, which is a great day in New Orleans fandom because the Falcons lose. And they lost in the biggest of ways. I mean, James... I still how how do you have a 28 to 3 lead in the third quarter of a Super Bowl and blow it 
you keep trying to pass the ball. They they should have just committed to the run. You got to run out the clock at that point. If you're up three scores, you gotta you gotta just end it. And you know it, it, it's funny. I remember that game very vividly. My now fiance was was then girlfriend. I'm watching the game at her apartment, and it's twenty eight to three in the third quarter. And she says, "All right, this game's over. You know, <laughs> I'm, I'm turning it off." And I said, "Never count out Tom Brady." So you don't like Tom Brady, but at least you admit I it. don't like him, but I admit that, I mean, he's a hell of a quarterback. He is. He's one of the greatest of all time. I'm not going to say he's the GOAT. I don't believe that. However, I knew, I didn't know Tom Brady was going to win, but he was going to make it a lot closer than 25 points. Oh, yeah. Um. So, yeah, never, never count out Tom Brady. Not that early, at least. But, um... No, the Falcons have set a slew of memes for the rest of our lives. Uh, there's a store in New Orleans. I think it's called Dirty Coast. They sell a flag of the shot of the scoreboard with the with the Falcons leading twenty eight to three. They took that screenshot and they printed it onto a flag. And so, like, you can buy that flag and fly it in your front yard. If I had a front yard to fly it in, I certainly would. Again, U.S. men's national team 5-1 to one last night over Panama. Christian Pulisic getting a hat trick in the game. Two of those goals coming from the penalty spot in the 17th minute, in the 45th minute, and then his third goal in the 65th minute. He also had help from Paul Areola in the 23rd and Jesus Ferreira in the 27th. So now with the victory, once again, the... U.S. men's national team is on the cusp of moving on to the World Cup. They needed a Costa Rica loss last night. Costa Rica was victorious 2-1. to one. So now the U.S. play Costa Rica on Wednesday. And if the U.S. manages to win that game, they will automatically qualify themselves for the World Cup. In first in their group is Canada. And they mentioned a statistic on the broadcast last night. It'll be the first time since 1986 that Canada qualifies for the World Cup. How, out of nowhere, do you just find a way to not only qualify for the World Cup, but lead the group doing it? Blows my mind. U.S. looking to return to the World Cup for the first time since 2014. Everyone remembers the... The mishap in, in 2017 to qualify or, or fail to qualify, should I say? Uh, that was a that was a dark time in in U.S. men's soccer, but Greg Ber- Berhalter seems to have it together and seems to be getting them on the right track. Yesterday, Raymond Parsh the third, better known as RP3, was in Lake Charles at the Country Club at the Golden Nugget for the inaugural. Lake Charles Championship on the Corn Ferry Tour. And for the second straight weekend, the Corn Ferry Tour tournament went into a playoff. Except this one went to a third playoff hole. Trevor Werblow had to birdie the last two holes of regulation, and then he had to sit in the clubhouse 
and watch as, and I'm going to butcher this, Seong Han Kim had to birdie both holes as well to force the playoff. Werblow went an 8-under 63 yesterday. It was the best final round in the field. And he birdied the first three holes and then birdied 9, 10, 13, and 14. And then he had a bogey on the 16th to drop him down out of the lead. But then a 30-foot birdie putt on 17. 30 feet. James, I'll tell you something right now. I will never make a 30-foot putt a day in my life. You don't think you'll get lucky once? No. <laughs> no. I, I am I am hard. There are, are many things in golf that I am not good at. But I am certainly not good with a putter. I'm not very good at putting and either. And from 30 feet? Good Lord. That's five of me. It's that, di- it's difficult for me to even make a uh, like ten feet. I can't drive it. I do okay with my irons. I do okay with my pitching wedge, and then I can't putt. I'm not a good golfer. But granted, I've never claimed to be one. There's a reason they didn't ask me to play in the pro am. Is all I'm saying. But why did why did Ray? <laughs> why? <laughs> Because Ray's the big, bald, beautiful one. That's fair. Ray, Ray's the manager, so. he He's the walrus. The walrus. The walrus. Oh, my goodness. Oh, man. Okay. NCAA tournament. We're going to dive a little bit deeper into it later, but the final four games have been set, and poor, poor, poor St. Peter's. They are out of it after North Carolina, for lack of better words, North Carolina murdered them. What was it? 67 to 44. I think was the final score of that game. So now in the Caesars Superdome on Saturday night, it is going to be number one Kansas and number two Villanova at five o'clock, followed by number two Duke and number eight North Carolina at 750. Tabasco Road in the Final Four? Are you kidding me? How does it get better than that? Like, I wanted to see St. Peter's in the Final Four. That would have been an awesome story, and I get it. But listen to the North Carolina and Duke, the Battle of Tabasco Road, with a spot on the national... with with a spot in the national championship game on the line. And also Coach K's career. That is going to be one of the sports storylines of the year. Watch this summer when ESPN hands out the ESPYs and they have the game of the year. I'm not going to say Duke North Carolina in the Final Four is going to win it, but they will be nominated. That game Saturday night in the Caesar Superdome is going to be incredible. And then, of course, the national championship game will be Monday 
April 4th between the winner of the two semifinals on TBS. We'll take a timeout. And when we return, Cajuns baseball, two out of three over South Alabama. We'll talk about it. We've got audio from Coach Deggs and a couple of his players. This is the game, 103.7 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. You love sports. We love sports. Any questions? No? Good. Let's get back to the sports. This is the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. The H&I TV Network doesn't monkey around. We're the Jaguars of television. True blue American heroes and mavericks full of raw energy. H&I is a powerhouse of iconic entertainment with bridges to numbers of adventures MacGyvered and clever. No wonder H&I is untouchable. We're an original enterprise, a deep voyage for this generation and the next. So level up and watch Heroes and Icons. Watch Heroes and Icons on KDCG over the air on channel 50.2. Our philosophy at Mud Cat Whiskers is simple. Our beard care and men's grooming products use natural ingredients to create a quality product that will make you happy that you decided to grow a beard. Every beard is unique and so are our products. We strive to give your beard the nourishment that it needs to be thick, healthy, and tangle-free. We are a locally owned business and look forward to servicing all of your beard needs. Find us on our website at mudcatwhiskers.com or visit our local retailers at Bonjour your gifted decor just for him Broussard and Southern Beard and Blade Grooming. One out of every four car accidents in the United States are caused by texting and driving. Sending or reading a text takes your eyes off the road for five seconds. Together, let's stop the text and stop the wrecks. Stay safe, Acadiana. This message provided by attorney Lance Beal. Delta Home Center and Delta Trailer Sales. Your one-stop shop for mobile homes, modular homes, turfs and portable buildings, decks, porches, fences, carports, site-built metal shops, utility trailers, and cargo trailers. Located at Exit 7 in Karen Crow or at DeltaHomeCenter.com. Community is when you walk in a business and they know you by name. These local businesses are proud to call Acadiana home. They're proud to be certified South Louisiana. Why wait to build when you can get into one of our beautiful Timberline homes today? Homes you'll love at competitive pricing. That's Timberline's promise to you. Shop single and double-wide homes today with a no-pressure sales environment at Timberline Homes of Louisiana. If you're looking for the best flooring from the local people who serve you right every time, pull into Carpet Mills Outlet off University in Karen Grove. Oh, that's the real deal. That's Carpet Mills Outlet in Karen Grove. The real deal in local flooring. SouthernCottonBlooms.com is a locally owned online children's clothing boutique. Find everything from smocked clothing to modern wear. Selections are cute, fashionable, and affordable for boys and girls, newborn to 10 years. SouthernCottonBlooms.com Support our local community and shop certified South Louisiana. The game. Southwest Louisiana's sports station wants to give you the chance to score the ultimate crawfish boil. Brought to you by J&J Exterminating, Kramer Equipment, and Cody's Crawfish. You can win two sacks of live crawfish, a pot and burner, ice chest, tumbler, chairs, a $500 Visa gift card, and tickets to an Astros game. Sign up today for the Game Rewards Club at 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com. Score the ultimate crawfish boil from J&J Exterminating, Kramer Equipment, Cody's Crawfish, and the game. Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Time to open up the vault for the games this day in sports history. 
March 28th, 1999. David Duvall wins the PGA Players' Championship at TPC Sawgrass by two strokes over Scott Gump. Duvall's father, Bob, wins the Senior Tour's Emerald Coast Classic on the very same day. That was this day in sports history. We now return to the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. The Hangout Music Festival is returning this summer to Gulf Shores in the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles has your tickets to this epic weekend of music. You can score VIP passes by becoming a member of the Game Rewards Club at 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com. Don't miss the return of Hangout Music Fest featuring Post Malone, Halsey, and Megan Thee Stallion, just to name a few. That's the Hangout Music Fest, May 20th to 22nd in Gulf Shores. Win VIP passes from the game, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Welcome back to Crunch Time with Miguez and Mesh here on the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles. So I was corrected via text message during the break. Apparently, when I was talking about Duke, North Carolina, I said Tabasco Road. I meant Tobacco Road. It's the Tobacco Road rivalry. Tabasco is made right here. Tobacco is grown in North Carolina. So... Forgive me. Even even radio personalities slash local celebrities make mistakes. Cajuns baseball had a huge series this past weekend at MLT Moore Field against the number 29 ranked South Alabama Jags. Friday night's game, the, the series started off with an absolute bang going 11 innings. And the Cajuns claiming a 5-4 victory in that one. And, you know, this game, it opened up one run apiece in the first inning. The Cajuns would add one in the second and third to jump to an early 3-1 lead. South Alabama would quickly answer with two in the fourth. And then it stayed scoreless for a long time. Till the 11th, actually, when Cameron Tissue from South Alabama hits a bomb to left field to give them the 4-3 lead. But then in the bottom of the 11th, when the game was on the line, Max Marshak and Kyle DeBarge step up. Marshak hitting a single through the left side of the infield to score Connor Higgs from second. He steals over to second base. And then Kyle DeBarge sends a grounder through the right side of the infield to score Marshak, who's one of the fastest players in the country. So he doesn't need much room to get to home plate to win that game by the score of 5-4. to four. After that game, we asked Kyle DeBarge how he was able to redeem himself after the squeeze button. I like when people talk mess to me, so like I pop up the squeeze and they're all in my face over there on first base side. So I had already had it in my mind that I'm gonna get it done and then I'm gonna talk afterwards. So I mean, it just worked out perfectly. I was right there at first, so I could do that. The swagger out of that young man. So what happened was there was a runner on third with one out in the ninth, and DeBarge had the chance to walk it off with a squeeze bunt. So the goal is in, in, this, in, in this situation, you had a runner on third, is you want to bunt it down the first baseline, runner comes home, wins the game, 
you know, whatever. Well, what happened was the barge accidentally got under the ball, popped the bun up right back to the pitcher. And your runner on third, who was Marshock, got stranded out to dry because he had taken off towards home. And so the pitcher just caught the ball and then tossed it back to third for the double play. And that's what sent the game into extras. Uh, Speaking of Max Marshock, it was his first start in 15 games with a oblique injury. And the first question after talking with him post-game was, how did it feel to be back? Oh, I mean, I feel good. Uh, it's, it, I mean, it's a little sore. I haven't used these muscles in a while, you know, but it was, it's good enough to play, and I'll be, be back out there tomorrow the next day and just keep taking care of it with our trainer, and we'll get there. He came up in the 11th and, and brought in Connor Higgs, like I mentioned, to tie the game. And speaking with him after the game, Marshak mentioned, you know, what he was seeing from the pitcher at the plate. I mean, he threw me a breaking ball to start me off. Didn't really get a good look, or I got a good look at it. And uh, I, th- I thought he was going to come back with another one. And he left it over the plate and hit it through a six hole. One of the key moments of that game Friday night was Bo Bonds coming on in relief and striking out 14. 14 batters in five and two-thirds innings. And uh, we got to talk with Coach Deggs after the game. And here's what he had to say on Bo Bonds' performance. You had to have it, and, and Bo's got a lot to him, I'll just tell you that. He's got a thick backbone, and, and uh, he likes those moments. If you really watch, he's slowed down some, and, and really he's not emptying his tank uh, right away. And that is one of the better performances I've ever seen in that, like you said, in that short of a step. And uh, he had him off balance. And I thought Tally set him up for that, though. And we've been noticing that those two work pretty good together, just kind of piggybacking, and we're going to have to get creative. Game two was a was an interesting battle, a 6-5 to five defeat for Louisiana. And, and it came – it was one of the worst possible ways to lose a, a baseball game. It was tied until a sixth inning – South Alabama gets a pair of singles off of Jacob Schultz. And then Will Powers hits a one-out single up the middle to give South Alabama a 4-3 to lead. And then with the bases loaded, the Cajuns would walk in two runs. Walk in two runs. The Jaguars sent all nine men to the plate in that inning, and the Cajuns would get one of those runs back after being down 6-3, and then one later in the game but 6-5 would end up being the final score and then Sunday yesterday getting the win at ML Teague Field by the final score of 6-3 to to win that one two runs apiece in the first Cajuns add one in the fourth three in the seventh that was the difference maker for this one Tyler Robertson getting two hits and two runs and after the game Coach Deggs was asked the importance of winning your first Sunbelt Weekend Series. Well, we needed it. I know we're a good team. We can be a good team, and we can get a lot better as a team. And they're a really, really good team, and they're older, and they've been there, and, you know, they've been to where we're wanting to get to. And 
just winning a series is not ever what we're shooting for. But at this juncture, you know, you got to start small to finish big. So, you know, definitely take it. And also on that same point, Deggs was asked how close the Cajuns are to getting to a level of good, consistent baseball. Not even close. Not close. I know what we're capable of, and we play good in spurts, but as far as maintaining good baseball, we're not close. That doesn't mean we won't get there. We will get there. We're just beat up right now. Mentally, physically, we're just beat up having been through the gauntlet that we've been through. And it doesn't get any easier. You just, you know, you try to go from treading water to swimming. One last thing I'm going to hit on is Kyle DeBarge, the freshman from Barb. 253 on the year, 87 at bats, 22 hits, 21 runs, two doubles, one triple, one homer, 13 RBIs. He has an on-base percentage of 330. And in the field, DeBarge has a fielding percentage of 926. He has turned 10 double plays, has seven errors, 51 assists, and 37 putouts. DeBarge is making a huge impact on this team as a freshman, as a true freshman. And uh, Friday night after Kyle hits the the walk-off over South Alabama, Coach Deggs was asked about the impact from the freshman. Well, he comes from one of the best programs in the country, and, and he's a natural-born winner with that. And uh, I can only imagine how much Glenn enjoyed coaching him for four years just because I'm, I'm trying to soak up the time with him right now. I don't want it to fly by because he rubs off on you. The Cajuns will go to Hammond, America tomorrow to take on Southeastern Louisiana. First pitches at 6 o'clock. And then Wednesday, they will be in New Orleans to make up the UNO game from a few weeks ago. That one is at 6.30, and they will return home this weekend to play Georgia Southern, 6 o'clock on Friday, 4 o'clock on Saturday, and 11.30 a.m. on Sunday due to Georgia Southern's travel restrictions. Um, Due to them flying, they have to be back in the air by a certain time. So... It's an interesting scenario when that happens because the game could end in a tie. Because the umpires are instructed before the game, hey, there is a minute that if the game is not completed, you call it. So that could be that could be interesting to be the third weekend series for the Cajuns in Sunbelt play. 11 and 12 is the record for the Cajuns after taking two out of three. They're now two and four in Sunbelt Conference play. South Alabama falls to 16 and six on their season. Looking at some hitting statistics for the Cajuns, Carson Rockefort has been the energizer bunny for this team. 363 and 80 at bats, 29 hits, 18 runs, three doubles, two triples, seven homers and 31 RBIs, a slugging percentage of 713 for the sophomore from Port Natchez, Texas. Connor Kimple, a hair under 300 at 299, 77 at bats, 23 hits, 10 runs, three doubles, two triples, four homers, 19 RBIs, has an on-base percentage of 364. But man, let Max Marshak get going. He's only played in 10 games this season, 
a 276 batting average. In 29 at-bats, he has eight hits, 10 runs, one double, one triple, one RBI, and a slugging percentage of 379. He's also a perfect eight for eight on stolen bases this season. This team's going to get it. They just got to start getting consistent and got to stop giving away freebies. Take a timeout when we come back. Open phone lines. We'll talk some Cajun softball. Getting the sweep over UT Arlington. Don't go anywhere. This is Crunch Time with me, guys, and Mesh on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. They could debate who should win the MVP, but they'd rather argue who has the best hair in sports talk radio. We just wash the hair. You know, I worked on my hair a long time, and you, and you hit it. It hits my hair. Now back to more of the stylish crunch time with Miguez and Mash here on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Do you want to see some of the most elite dunkers and exceptional ball handlers on the planet? The world-famous Harlem Globetrotters are returning to the Cajun Dome on Tuesday, April 5th, and you can see them live. The game, 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, is giving away a four-pack of tickets to the family-friendly event. How do you win exactly? You just simply text TROTTER to 68683 to win tickets to see the Harlem Globetrotters. Once again, text TROTTER. That's T-R-O-T-T-E-R to 68683 to win a family four-pack of tickets to see the Harlem Globetrotters live at the Cajun Dome, courtesy of Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Welcome back to Crunch Time with me, guys, and Mesh right here on The Game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Cajun softball, like I mentioned before the break, getting the sweep of UT Arlington this weekend, 9-1 to on Friday, 10 to nothing on Saturday and Sunday. All three games didn't make it to the seventh inning. Friday ended in six, and then Saturday and Sunday ended in five. Saturday, Kendra Lamb, who went into the season as the Cajuns' ace, she's the pitcher with the most experience, got herself a perfect game. It was her first collegiate perfect game. And post-game, what was going through her head during the fifth inning? Here she is. I mean, I've been in that situation in the fifth inning before, and I'd walked a girl one game, and then I hit a girl another game, and I was kind of like, okay, I need one pitch at a time. i got to get through the, through these girls. And then I got to the second hit, I was like, okay, this could actually happen. And as soon as Melly hit that ball, I was caught that ball. I was just, like, ecstatic. I was like, oh, my God, this actually happened. Like, yay. Like, But, I mean, credit to my teammates. Like, the amount of fly balls and ground outs that they had to – perform on today I mean they did their job which got me my perfect game so the the way she sat there and said like yay just so pure so so (laughs) another question that was asked of Kendra Lamb is what was working for her in Saturday's contest today we really tried to establish my change up and like going off my rise ball to other pitches and just doing that really just set my rise ball to be more effective in the zone. No, it's just like we came in today, we had a game plan to just attack the hitters. I really just needed to get my rise ball through the strike zone, not throw too many balls, not give up too many walks, and just really attack them. Like, that was our game plan. And then just kept through that throughout the entire game and ended up where we did. And after the game as well, Coach Glasgow was asked, what does it mean to get the win? Hopefully have hit a little bit of a stride, and I thought our base running was better today. And of course, the pitching was outstanding. 
I thought Cando coming out, getting two strikeouts right off the bat was huge. And just to get one run on offense, just to get that momentum and get a lead, and she come right back out to second and great. And I thought we, I thought we're doing some really good things this weekend throughout the series. We played everybody in the lineup. I mean, every every player we've got them in the last two days, and they're they're, they're playing as a team and and having fun. And so it really feels good right now to be, as a coach compared to those last two weeks when you're just shaking your head wondering what's going on. James, let's transition to football. And let's talk some McNeese football. First-year head coach Gary Goff has opened up spring practice, and there was a lot of high points. There was a lot of positives to take away from their first scrimmage over the weekend. And uh, after after that game on Saturday, Coach Goff was asked for his overall thoughts on spring scrimmage number one. Uh, you know, there's some good, there's some bad, right? Uh, overall, pretty pleased. There wasn't a ton uh, of mistakes. And what I mean by that, at least we lined up correctly. We didn't. We only had one false start and I think 48 snaps. We only had one turnover. But, you know, there's there's a lot of inmates that we got we can control. And a lot of it had to do with some quarterback reads here or there. Um, with that being said, there were some great things. There's some positive things that we hadn't seen so far in, in practice. And we, we had some quarterbacks take a little bit of leadership. We had some offense line and step up and say, hey, we got this. Let's get going. You know, we, we can't have some mental errors early on and, and stay behind the change. You know, that's turning, you know, where it should be a, a second and six and then hopefully a third and short to medium manageable into a second and long that leads to a third and long. So, you know, we got to learn how to, you know, not be behind the chains a little bit offensively. Defensively, though, I got to say hats off to those guys. I mean, the reason we cut back the scrimmage is we've got two corners right now, literally a left corner and a right corner. Uh, and that's why the tempo I hate, but we're having to do that right now for our defense. Uh, you know, we, we, we'll run a series, take a two-minute break, run a series. take. Looking at McNeese's roster uh, from a quarterback standpoint, they are incredibly young. I mean, Dylan Seymour, a redshirt freshman from Lake Charles College Prep, uh, Devin Tot is a redshirt freshman from Mandeville. Cade Bartlett is a redshirt sophomore from Texas. Ryan Roberts is a redshirt freshman from Lafayette Christian Academy. And then you have Walker Wood. He's a senior from Lexington, Kentucky, and a University of Kentucky transfer. So on paper, it seems like he would get the start, right? All the guys got reps in spring scrimmage number one. And here's Coach Goff on how the reads were at the quarterback position. Yeah, I mean, I, I did see some progress today in that area. Uh, early on, those first, whatever, four or five drives, no, I did not like our reads, and I did not like some of our ball placement. Um, but we did end the, end the scrimmage, you know, on a high note. They made some good throws. They saw some things downfield. You know, I think right now all the guys at that position, they got to just relax. And I get it. I'm on them. Coach Ely's on them. The pressure, they want to be the starter. There's a bunch of guys getting reps. Uh, but they just got to relax and play ball. And that's been our message to them this week. Say, hey, go out there. I don't care if I rip your tail or a coach does. Or you make a mistake. Go have fun playing the game. And, and if practice is hard for you right now, I promise you game day is ten times harder. And that's on, from coming from me and our opponent. So uh, there's problem. Take a quick update of our Twitter poll question. In the world, are there more wheels or doors? It's still 50-50. Seven to seven. There's got to be a deadlock. Somebody's got something's got to give in the next 15 minutes before we get off the air. Somebody either call on the phone, come through on the poll question, something. 
We can't end this thing in a tie. Just can't. Can't happen. Um, I need to prove James wrong. Because I like when he's wrong. It's funny when he's wrong. McNeese baseball losing two out of three against Houston Baptist this weekend at Joe Miller Ballpark. 6-4 on Friday, 5-3 on Saturday, and then winning Sunday 13-7. This week they'll host Southern on Wednesday, and then they'll go to Ray E. Didier Field in Thibodeau this weekend, a.k.a. the Did, for the three-game series with Nichols. 6 o'clock Friday, 6 o'clock Saturday, 1 o'clock on Sunday. McNeese sitting at 12-12, 500 record for the year. Interestingly, though, of their 24 games that they have played, James, 22 of them have been at home. I've noticed I've noticed that with a lot of the baseball and softball games for McNeese. They're, all the locations are at Joe Miller Ballpark. So I'm like, do they ever play on the road? They've played two games on the road, McNeese baseball has. They played at LSU. Okay, yeah. And then they played at Southern. So they've been to Baton Rouge twice. It's, it's either Lake Chuck or it's, or it's Baton and then, Rouge. And then they were supposed to go to Stephen F. Austin last week. But that got rescheduled. That got, yeah. So, yeah, they've they've played away from home twice this season. That's impressive. Uh, changing gears now, McNeese softball got the sweep this weekend of Texas A&M. Corpus Christi, 5-4 to four in 10 on Friday. Second game of the doubleheader was a 9-0 mercy rule in five innings, and then Saturday winning 9-3. to three. That puts the Cowgirls at 16-14, and 3-0 in conference to start the season. You know, it, it's... Softball is a is a sport that is very intriguing because in baseball, you know, you have up and downs. You have, you know, you'll have off weeks. You'll have off days. I feel like in softball, though, teams just get on a run. And once they get on a run, they don't let up. I mean, Nick, South, I mean, McNeese, I'm sorry. McNeese is riding a four-game winning streak. Right now, they got a tough week this week. This week, they got ULM tomorrow in Lake Charles, and then they'll go to Baton Rouge Wednesday to play LSU before coming back home for one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, ten straight home games. See what I mean, James? Ten straight home games for McNeese softball. <laughs> They don't like to travel in Lake Charles. They're they're not big on traveling. They're not big on traveling. It's hey, either you it's either you come to Joe Miller Ballpark or Joe Miller Field. Or we're not playing you. Or we're not gonna play you. But you see, here here's what's interesting. Because if you ask somebody why they don't travel, it's because they don't want to pay travel expenses. Right? That's usually the number one reason. However, you gotta pay these teams to come to you. So what's are you really going to make that much by playing at home all the time? It's got to be hurricane related that they're not traveling so much this year. There's got to be some kind of issue with with their traveling affected by the hurricanes. 
I mean, what else would it be? I can't think of anything. I mean, it would make sense that since they did have the two back-to-back hurricanes. Like I just I can't see any other reason why McNeese baseball would play twenty-two of twenty-four games at home. I was gonna say, I mean, they they recently renovated a bunch of the the athletic facilities, so maybe they want to bring in as much money as they can since they had to travel so much the last couple of seasons. Maybe to make up for lost time. Maybe, maybe I don't know. Real quick before we take a break, we'll change the the topic one more time. March Madness, the Final Four. James, Kansas, Villanova. Who you got? Off rip, I will go with those Jayhawks. I'll go with Kansas. Ooh, rock chalk. Yeah, you know, Kansas Kansas looks like the most complete team left in the tournament. Um, they're the only one seed left. But they're the team that nobody's talked about, though. That's that's what's interesting. Everybody's talked about North Carolina. Everybody's talked about Duke and Coach K. Everybody's talked about St. Peter's. A lot of people have been talking about Villanova and Houston and all these other schools and Iowa State and Miami, but no one's talked about Kansas. Because, because Kansas plays uh, orthodox, simplistic style of basketball. And to the casual common fan, Kansas basketball is it's not, not entertaining. Exciting. Nope. It's it's a very it's very gritty. There's not a lot of flash, I guess you could say, with it. But to basketball guys like you and I, I, I enjoy seeing Kansas is a lot of fun to watch. I, I could enjoy a really good defensive possession. Yeah. I don't want to see that the whole game where we see like fifty two forty four be the final, but if we if we get some really good defensive stops, I, I I'm all for it. And then Duke and North Carolina. Are you kidding me? Tobacco Road in the final four? There you go. There you go. You fixed it. Hey, I fixed it. Good good for me. But man, does it get better? Am I are you asking, am I picking with my brain or my wallet? Because I'm not picking with my heart, because I don't care about either of these teams. Okay, so who's your money on? Money is on Duke. Okay, so then Duke and Kansas in the national championship. Yeah. Who would win? Does Coach I, K cut down the nets one last <laughs> time? I, the thing is, I did predict that when when we made our when we made our brackets on air. I did go Duke all the way. Oh man! If Coach K could get one more natty on his way out, would that be the best? It would be a lot better than seeing Peyton Manning go out because that right. would be rough. Would would that be would that be the best? You know, I win, I'm done. Scenario in sports. I would say so. I, I can't think of anything else off top when someone ends their last game on a championship. Win. I mean the the two that the two that stand out to me is Peyton. Okay. And Jerome Bettis. Ooh, Jerome. Mm. I think I, I think it would have to be Coach K. Man. I don't. I don't know if that's just because of recency bias or what, but I would have to say, Coach K riding off into the sunset, unbelievable. One last time out here on Crunch Time with Miguez and Mesh. When we come back, we'll thank our guest. We'll wrap up today's show. We'll get you set up for tomorrow here on the game. One zero three seven Lafayette and one zero four one Lake Charles is Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Great news, my sports-loving friend. No more aimlessly searching for sports talk love by swiping left or right. Love 
That's because you've already found the perfect match. For Sports Talk Love, that is... Now, back to the only lover you'll ever need. The game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Southwest Louisiana's sports station. One of the things I love about betting on my favorite sports is that I'm always finding new player props or game props that I like. And what's cool about FanDuel Sportsbook is you can combine prop bets from multiple games and now even multiple sports. It's called Same Game Parlay Plus, and you can only find them on FanDuel. Combine NBA player props you love with your favorite NHL scores for a chance to score an even bigger payout. Odds that I think that are good are the Pelican center Jonas Valanciunas to record a double-double on Wednesday and for 76ers guard to score at least 20, James Harden that is, in any upcoming games. If you don't want to build your own same game parlay, check out their popular same game parlay section where you can find the bets that everybody else is joining in on. And if you're new to FanDuel, sign up with promo code KLWB to get $150 in site credit guaranteed when you place just a $5 bet. Make every moment more and download the FanDuel Sportsbook app just using promo code KLWB so they know that I, James Mesh, sent you. You must be 21 or older and present in Louisiana and permitted parishes only. First online real money wager only, $10 first deposit required, bonus issues, non-withdrawable site credit that expires in 14 days after the receipt. Restrictions do apply. See full terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. And if you where someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help. Call one 770 stop Welcome back to Crouch Time with me, guys. And Mesh right here on the game. We only got about a minute left. Uh, I want to thank our guest today, Wilson Alexander, for stopping by the show. Final results of the poll question are that in the world are there more wheels or doors? James, you got lucky. Eight to seven, say wheels. Eked out the win. Well, granted, I got a text that says doors, so maybe it's still tight. I don't know. I had more callers in my favor. Whatever. That's going to do it for today's show. Crunch time with me, guys, and Mesh right here on the game. Come back tomorrow for more Cajuns, Tigers, Saints, and Pelicans talk. Everybody have a great evening. Hug your mom and them. And we'll talk to you tomorrow. This is the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles. This is Southwest Louisiana Sports Station.